0: The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. The text for our meditation this morning are the words that were read for you earlier, especially from our epistle reading. Please join with me in a word of prayer. Good and gracious God, thank you for this gift of faith. It is the foundation that we need to build our lives upon that we may indeed live a life that is pleasing to you. So we pray, bless us this day as we focus upon your word and rejoice that you are the God who saves and the God who provides and blesses us as we respond in serving you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So our theme for today as we begin this sermon series is called Faith is the foundation of living a God-pleasing life. And probably one of the best places to go to describe what faith is in the Bible is from our epistle reading, especially the first verse. Listen to what it says. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So, faith is being certain of something you can't see, but you know it's true. There was a gentleman, a father, who was well known as a builder of quality homes. In the building of his homes, he always insisted on the finest quality of material. And he always got the best contractor available. The people who bought his homes knew that they were getting such a quality product that they were willing to pay premium prices for that product. And so this builder kept a list of the contractors that he knew would make sure that they would deliver a quality product. They were reliable. On time, and did amazing work. And so it was when this builder and his wife were celebrating their 56th wedding anniversary that they decided that they wanted to go away on a long trip. And this man's son had worked with him in building all along. So the father decided to pull his son aside and said, you know, son, my, your mom and I are going to be taking off for this trip. I've still got a house that I need to have built are you willing to build this house according to the specifications that I have? And his son said, of course, dad. I'd be more than happy to be responsible for doing that for you today. So the dad, of course, is... He finds it important to just to make sure that his son is going to do everything that he said. So he said, son, will you, will you follow these blueprints? Will you, in fact, make sure that you get the finest qualities. Yeah, dad, I, certainly I will. Will you hire the contractors that we've known for a long time so that I can make sure that this house will be built with the same quality as all of the others? You can count on me, dad. I'll make sure that I do it, follow the specs, hire the men and the and the and the crews that they have just like you've always done. And his dad said, son, I'll be proud of you. I know you can do it. So please take care of it. Your mom and I will be back. So the parents went away to this faraway land to celebrate their wedding anniversary. And the son was put in charge of building this house. But the son, rather than doing everything that he told his father he would do, decided instead to find a way that he would be able to pocket a lot more cash. So instead of following the blueprint, he said, you know, instead of putting in two by sixes, I'm going to use two by fours. I mean, who's going to know the difference? And then when the time came to put in the insulation, he thought, well, who's going to know whether or not there's insulation in the walls or not? I mean, how are the people who buy the house going to really know? And obviously, you can save quite a bit of money by not putting the insulation in. And so it is, he continued to cut corners everywhere that he could, but he also wanted to make sure that it would still look according to the blueprints that his dad had. But he hired contractors that did not produce quite the quality that the other contractors had done in the past. But he got to pocket a lot of cash, and for that, he was a very happy young man. Then his dad returned after this long trip. He looked at the house. He saw that it fit in well with the other houses in that community. From the outside, everything looked just great. And so it was that his father came to his son and and said to him, son, I can't tell you how proud I am of you. His son, he said, son, did you use the best contractors that I asked you to use? And of course, his son said, of course, dad. Uh, Did you get the finest quality materials that I asked you to use? Well, absolutely, dad, knowing that he was lying. To his father. His father said, I am so proud of you. And then he reached into his pocket for the keys and he said, you know, son, your mother and I know that you and Alice are going to be married next year. So your mother and I would like to give this house to you as our gift. Is it possible? That we could be cutting the corners and building the spiritual foundation that God would want us to have for our spiritual lives. You see, God has given us His Word to help us to build that foundation. God gives us opportunities to gather together to worship him to help us build our spiritual foundations. He gives us opportunity to gather together with brothers and sisters in Christ to study that word of God and to grow more deeply. He gives us opportunities to to pray and talk to him and, and ask. And so... We have many opportunities, many different ways that God provides for us to build that spiritual foundation, but the devil and the world and our sinful flesh really don't want us to. And so there's a lot of things that can get in our way of getting involved in Bible study and and taking that time to read the Bible and spending time in worship. And, And when those things get in the way, our foundation isn't as strong and secure and able to resist a variety of storms that may, we may face in our life. Do you remember the story that Jesus told his disciples about the two men who built houses on two different kinds of foundations? One man built his house on a foundation of sand. One man built his house on a foundation of rock. The man who built his house upon the sand experienced the storms, the wind, and the rain, the torrential downpours. And as they came again and again and again, the rain washed the foundation away and the house collapsed and was sent out to the sea. But the house that was built upon the rock foundation stood secure and firm when the winds and the rains came at it. The psalmist reminds us, as we said earlier today, unless the Lord builds the house, Those that labor, labor in vain. Earlier I used illustration with the children about the Cracker Jacks box and looked at how simple a faith we oftentimes have to trust that what we think will be in there is. But Jesus also gives us a variety of other ways to have faith. Yesterday, I flew on an airplane. I had traveling faith. (laughs) Faith that that pilot's going to get that plane up in the air. And even when we experienced the turbulence, that it would stay in the air. And that he would be able to get us to land safely on the ground. And thankfully, I'm here to show that it happened. And after that, I got in the car and I... Travel on the freeways, and you know when you travel on the freeways, you have to have faith that you're going to make it to your destination safely. And we, of course, know that there are times in our lives where we have the faith that we're making it, but it's not going ha- to happen just as we want because all sorts of things can happen. We also have financial faith, faith that God's going to provide, God's going to take care of us. And God's an amazing God. He gives us all that we have. Your clothes, your homes, your jobs, your retirements, your food, the weather. Everything that we have is God's. And he gives it to us to manage, to be stewards of, and to take care of everything we have. He just simply asks us to give a portion back of what we've received. And we all have a different amounts. And so we are blessed here in this congregation because we receive from you to give to help others, to do missions, to do ministry, here and abroad. And so it is that we will be asking in a couple weeks for you to fill out what we call a commitment card that has a, an estimate of giving. Because you don't know what you're going to be able to give next year with absolute certainty. You don't know what's going to happen in your life, and I don't know what's happening in my life. But we have an opportunity of being able to say to God, God, here's a percentage of what I'd like to give. And this is the amount that right now looks like I'll be able to give. And so we will ask you to hand that in. That helps us in figuring out a budget. But a budget, like your own personal home budget, is a spending guide. But we also ask you to make a commitment of studying God's Word, attending Bible study, worship, and other opportunities for you to have your foundation because that's really what our life is all about as sisters and brothers in Christ is having that faith as that foundation. But the faith that God gives to us that is truly that foundation is a faith that God gives. In our gospel reading today we heard about Thomas and boy he had a hard time, didn't he? But before I tell you about the story of our gospel reading, I want to remind you that in John chapter 6, Thomas is the one who speaks up when Jesus says, I want to go to Jerusalem. And the other disciples saying, we don't think we should go to Jerusalem because you know what? Those guys over there, they want to kill you. And Thomas said to him, let us go even if we must die with him. That's Thomas. Well, Thomas, for some reason, wasn't there on that night when Jesus appeared to the disciples, when he had risen from the dead, but they're in this door, in this room. The doors are locked. They're afraid the Jews are going to come and get them. And voila, Jesus appears to them and says, Peace be with you. Can you imagine how wonderful that was? These are the disciples, of course, who had either seen or heard Jesus suffering and dying on the cross, buried in a grave, he's down, he's dead, nobody rises from the dead. But Jesus made other people rise from the dead, right? But he's the one who's in the grave. He can't rise from the dead. Sure, he said he's going to come raise from the dead. But really, whoever does that? But he did, didn't he? And he came in their midst, and he said, peace be with you. And it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair that Thomas wasn't there, was it? If you had been Thomas, wouldn't you think it wasn't fair? So he said, hey, (laughs) yeah, right, guys. Right, guys. Sure. Yeah, I believe you. Mm -mm. No, unless I put my fingers into a nail holes, hand into the side, I'm not going to believe. Eight days later, Jesus appears to them in in the upper room again, behind the doors locked for fear of the Jews. And Jesus says to them, Peace be with you, Thomas. Come on, Thomas. Put your hands my side. Put your fingers in the holes. That's okay. Come and believe. Stop doubting. Stop disbelieving and believe. Jesus gave to Thomas a gift of faith. And Jesus has given to us a gift of faith. For Jesus goes on to say, Thomas, you are blessed because you have seen. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. With faith in Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we believe that the Word of God is the truth. And at the end of John's Gospel, as we heard in our Gospel reading today, it says, These things in the Bible are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ and that by believing you may have life in his name. It is that faith in Jesus as he speaks to us through his word that is the foundation of our faith and life. And it is that belief that helps us to live our lives using our time, using our talents, using our finances, everything that we have to the glory of God. So may our gracious God bless you this day To have faith as your foundation. That you may build on that spiritual foundation that God has given to you. And in building that foundation, may you also be blessed in sharing this good news with those who are yet to hear and believe and receive that faith as a foundation as well. Amen. Please stand. the peace of God which passes our human understanding, guard and protect us in the Christian faith unto life everlasting. Amen.